drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Touch, touch, touchdown, Detroit Lions! Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Derek Oakery right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Talk at Detroit Lions as you know that I always do here on the show. Coming at you, talking Lions ball and serving up that delicious Honolulu blue flavor positive Kool-Aid as we do on the show. Drink it in, man. Side of cornbread. Cornbread. Now we got to make it a double like always. Cornbread. And we got to have a double and a big old glass because I got a guest on the show. He's a regular he, may, he does sound bits, he's got takes, he usually has stats in his back pocket. He's here to talk some Lions ball, we got a lot to get into so we can't mess around as they normally say on the show. It's my buddy, he's excited about this Lions football team, you know who he is, Chops, you're back, how you doing buddy? Oakree, it's a good day to be talking Lions football baby, Always. we are the hot topic around the NFL, and I am loving it. It's a good day. Happy to be here. Thanks for the invite, buddy. And? Well, I mean, I got to give it to the people, right? The live take. Woo! Part of the people and probably me are like, man, Chops always got to start the show with the woo but then when you didn't do it, I was like... (laughs) What? What? Where's the Where's the bit? You gotta do the bit. So uh, now, now we're ready to roll. But uh, hey, man, I got you on the show. I've been talking to Logan Lamer and Deer for Sports Illustrated. Gave my own thoughts. Gave the people some live reaction. I mean, you broke down the draft a little bit as well. But uh, I I want to get your thoughts uh, right off the top on the schedule. Man, the the NFL schedule dropped since last time we chatted and. Uh, the Lions got some primetime games. They got a bye week right in the middle of the year. They've got hot weather games for your boys, so they don't have to wear two gloves. Uh, Mr. Jared Goff, they've got uh, favorable opponents, if you ask me. Like, well, what are you thinking about the schedule and everything that's cooked into it? Man, you like it? You love it? You not like it? What's going on? What better way to kick off the entire NFL season Then with the Super Bowl champs versus the hottest team in football at the end of the regular season. Are you kidding me? I absolutely love that we are playing the premier kickoff season game against the Kansas City Chiefs because the league is on notice. They know what's happening in Detroit, and it is so freaking exciting. So I absolutely love that that's how we start the season. We got to play them. So let's do it right off the bat, because I hear the naysayers, I hear the whiners, I hear the, oh, I don't want to play the champs right now. Chill out, people. Listen to me. We got to play them on the schedule anyway, right? So why not come out of the gate swinging, take on the champs? We got Goff versus Mahomes. 2.0. Look for a slugfest. I cannot wait. 
Go ahead. I'm just backing you up with your own sound bites. I mean, I, I got to drop them while, you, while you're going on your rants. Keep going. Hashtag choppy like Oh, I, well, I had to t- I had to take a breath and let you hit the hit the drop. So, uh, yeah, well, let's what else we got here? So I don't I will say this though, Okri, I do not love having three Thursday night games. Um, now, granted, only two of them happen like kind of in season, quote unquote. So you have that short week uh, with Thanksgiving and uh, the September twenty eighth at Green Bay. Um, but I am kind of shocked that the NFL Players Association is allowing the uh, league to start scheduling this multiple teams, multiple Thursday games. Like for a league that preaches player safety, uh, giving teams and giving guys four days to heal and rest up uh, more and more is uh, is kind of silly to me. But hey, it's the NFL, the no fun league. It's the what's going to make me money, uh, what's going to sell me tickets, and they're going to do it. So. Um, so there's that take, uh, as far as our bye week yeah, I absolutely love having a bye week on week nine. We get to knock out eight games, get a little break and then, uh, rest up to head out to LA for the second half for week 10 against the Los Angeles chargers, which is going to be awesome. Um, so it's a nice little break up in the midway point. And then Oakry, the game other than opening night that I am circling on my calendar Monday night football, the night before Halloween against those crazy freaking Las Vegas Raiders fans. It is the return of hashtag JMO fast back at Ford Field after a six game suspension. Monday night football, Vegas Raiders. We're going to be there. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait for it. Oh, baby. Oh my goodness, it's uh, it's big, man. It's a it's a nice schedule. I, I like how it shapes up. I like the things you hit on. Um, I I like that you got all that moxie going into game one against the champs. I mean, at the, you're you're this close to saying it's going to be a repeat of Mahomes versus JG back in uh, was that in LA wherever that was that you talk about all the time when people try to come at your quarterback you throw that uh, clips of that game out so that'd be really fun if that was a shootout on national TV first game of the year craziness uh, we're definitely not scared we're coming in there with uh, Detroit Kool-Aid jugs ready to go and uh, it's gonna be really fun I think it shapes up really well so we're not gonna do our win loss we'll do that on another show but I wanted to get your thoughts of the schedule Another here's one other thing I want to talk about. We gotta get some news and notes off the top. You guys gotta stay tuned. We got a surprise. We might have multiple surprises here on the podcast today. Um, but uh, I I want to talk about Frank Ragnow's toe <laughs> because this guy this guy <laughs> this guy got hurt and it took him out for like thirteen four however many games it was basically a full season. Then he came back, and then like the first game he came back, he said it it, it busted again, but he, he worked his way through it. Now I hear it's it's busted again, or it's not feeling so hot, and he can't ever have surgery on it ever again. I mean, I'm concerned. I, I don't know if this is the pinky toe or the index or the big toe. I don't know which appendage it is, but I know when you're like 315 plus pounds and play center on the in the NFL, your toe is kind of a big deal. And this has me concerned about our guy who's a rock in the middle of the offensive line. What about you? <sighs> okay, this is where I'm going to have to come right at you, my no, friend. Boy. Right we go. at you, guns blazing. Because do you remember... In the draft talk, 
when I was all about drafting an O-line, a versatile O-line who could play center, and you were giving me the business about, uh, we don't need an O-line. We got the best O-line. We don't need a play. Da, da. And I'm like, yeah, I remember too, because this was another reason why I wanted to have a guy who could come in at center. Because right now, who's our backup center? Uh, that'd be Graham Glasgow. Yes, maybe maybe Graham Glasnow, right? Right. The after that is a guy named Ross, and then you're gonna just destroy his name just for you. Ready, Pearson Bacher, right? <laughs> like who? Again, uh, the, I, I'm uh, the, this whole toe situation. Listen, you know it's a problem when we're talking about Rag Nasty's toe more than we're talking about my boy JG16's fiance's body. Okay, <laughs> like we want to talk body. Let's not be talking about Rag Nasty's toe. All right, I don't want to hear any more about it. It's clearly that it sounds like they can't fix it. So it's going to be a problem. So the Lions, you know, I know they signed some O-line depth today, I believe, breaking news. Uh, I don't know if that guy is projected to to be able to uh, plug in at center, but it's a problem, man. And if we lose him for a significant portion of the season and and Glasgow is not able to fill in or we need him to be in another spot, like, I, I don't know. I'm not I'm a little nervous about this. Chops, this, this is what I got to do sometimes to respond, respond to your bula bula and sound bites. Yeah, I understand. I got it in my head, dude. Now I got to put you down to your knees, buddy. I put him down to his knees, buddy. Because your arguments, you're just not tough enough. You can't handle me. They can't handle me. They ain't tough enough yet. <laughs> Thanks, Beetlejuice. And the reason is you try to spin this like, oh, I, I knew we should take an offensive lineman. I can't help the fact that you didn't know what you were doing in the NFL draft and you took two interior linemen with your picks. You want to know what it would have been a good pick? I don't know. When I took our center, big nasty beast from Michigan, he can play center. He can play guard. Oluwatimi. He went like a pick later to the team we play in week two to the Seattle Seahawks. So that's that would have been a tremendous pick. You back up your center. You get another interior. This guy's an all-everything player. He won every award in college. That would have been good. Not you trying to pretend you're right here on the pod because you took a guy that has no ACL that won't even play this year. Or you took some other guy that's a ho-hum right guard. We already have a right and left guard. We need a guy that can play the middle in case Frank's out. So I know you try to say you're right on the show. I know we do all the pleasantries. Oh, you're right. What a great point. This... Everybody knows the Kool-Aid cast started where I like to turn heel and turn the juice up and have a little bit of fun. So I'm not going to let you get away with that. We were trying to spin it on me like you knew. I didn't know. that. That's a hashtag what Choppy said when really, no, I had the better pick there, taking an interior player at a perfect spot in the draft while you were sitting around dinking around on a, some ship out in the middle of nowhere. There you go. Listen, all I remember is when we started talking pre-draft, you were like, oh, Choppy, why would Drafted. we spend gra- draft capital on an O-lineman? It's ridiculous. And then what did you turn around and do on your live picks? You spent draft capital on an on a O-lineman. So, you know, you get to talk out of one side of your mouth and not the other and then, you know, put it, put it back where it counts. So that's fine. You want to play that game? You can play that game. That's, that's a backpedal by Chops, everybody, and that's all I got to say. Exactly. All right, so we, we got to keep this show rolling. We could argue all day long, but uh, Chops, I get a little surprise for for you and for 
the people. And the people consist of the millions. Because I know the millions and millions love this. It's been a while. But I thought today would bring it back. That's right, Choppy Chop and all the Kool-Aid drinkers. It's time for a little edition of Dollars Make S-E-N-S-E Sense. We're going to tell you, I want to get into today, Rookie Edition. I want to talk about these rookies, why these dollars make so much sense, why these draft picks fit perfectly in the Lions salary cap, and why we got some ballers on great contracts for years to come for the Detroit Lions. Chops, you ready to do this? Okri, I am excited to do this. What a surprise for you to pull out this on me. This is fantastic. I love it. This is my favorite segment. I think this is the people's favorite segment. And what a special treat for a May edition of Dollars Make Sense. Let, let's get into this, man. I know you'll be fiercely Googling stats while I'm entertaining the folks here talking Lions ball. But I want to go down these picks. I want to start with the first two first-rounders, spend some time on them. We talked about the big debate was can you take a running back at 12? What does he make? How does the position value work? Me and you had some questions. We love this player more and more. His name is Ja. Jameer Gibbs. He's 21 years old. They took him at 12. Chops, listen to these numbers for a second. You get Jameer Gibbs for four years plus a fifth-year option for basically a total of $17 million in total. Yes, he gets a big old signing bonus of nearly $10 million, but his 2023 cap number barely creeps over the $3 million mark. Look at the scape, landscape of the league. If you told me I could have a Christian McCaffrey type, an Alvin Kamara type, a guy like Austin Eckler for three mil, give them to me all day. I think this kid has special ability. That number isn't bad at all. The counterpoint is over the lifetime, he makes this and compared to other running backs, so he's got to be this. I think rookie deals are so ridiculous that even with the shrewd move of Brad Holmes moving from 6 to 12 to take a player that he pounded the table for, literally, a guy that he was ultra excited about. He may have elbowed Dan Campbell where the sun don't shine and got his guy, Jameer Gibbs, who over the first couple years is going to make 3 to $5 million or less. Sign me up based on his skill set. Okri, there is so much to dive into with this player. Um, <laughs> you're, so, I, I, man, I don't even know where to start because – so right now I'm looking at him. You're, you're right. His cap hit this year is a little over $3 million, which actually surprisingly already makes him like the 21st uh, high tw- – the 21st ranked paid running back in the NFL right now, which is just freaking mind-boggling to me, by the way. But – um, that's okay. And this is, but this goes into the talk of like why, you know, the NFL doesn't value a first round running back. You know, the salary doesn't make sense by his fifth year option. He's probably going to be in like the top mm, 12 or 13 paid running back, depending how free agency goes. 
Um, so he better be producing at a high level, but I don't think I don't think that's a problem. He will be producing at a high level, and he's going to start doing it right away. You know, you mentioned the shrewd move by Brad Holmes to drop from pick six to pick 12, and you know how much money that saved us in drafting this player. $11 million over the course of four years. Sorry, that was Brad Holmes, everybody. That's right. That was Brad Holmes slapping the meat hooks, giving the money laugh. He <laughs> saved $11 million and dropping back. And again, that will then follow right into this. They were going to take him at six. All these reports are out. Not just the Lions. Multiple teams had Jameer Gibbs ranked above Bijan. They were getting ready to take him. Other teams were clawing to get up to get him. And so now... We got him, and we saved that money by dropping and getting him in a 12. So this is a great value pick, in my opinion. Yes, he is in the top 25 ranked for paid right now, but he's going to produce. He's dynamic. He's a weapon, and it's worth every penny. <laughs> and, and don't forget what we hit about the reverse position value payments. Like, I don't see running backs going from like these – these guys now where if you pay them, oh my gosh, three years, 30 million, it's a huge overspend for Saquon Barkley type talent. Like it, it's, it seems way out of whack to me because everybody knows that when Barkley and McCaffrey and when Kamara was rolling and, and what um, Eckler brings to the table, like I talked about, why are these guys not like six, eight, ten million dollar players when you're just shelling out twenty to twenty-two for fringe receivers at this point? Like running backs are people too. I mean, uh, the other thing is, I I don't see it jumping though from ten. We're in four or five years. It's thirty. You know, it's gonna be fifteen if I had to guess. So you're you're not gonna have this ultra pay to keep him at a fifth year or to extend him at that point, which. The other thing I love about Jameer Gibbs, we can't spend all day on him, but when I see that 2-1 next to your age, you're getting him that year or two younger than most. He's a clean prospect. He can do everything you you said, catch, run, um, be dynamic. So I think the dollars absolutely make sense for that, that player. What you got in that type of dynamic weapon, um, regardless of what others would tell you. Now, Let's talk about Jack Campbell, 22 years old. Big dude, man. His size is getting a a lot of talk. 6'5", 240 plus pounds. Um, That's a big old linebacker, and this guy can move um, not so much in a straight line, but side to side. But we're here to talk about the dollars. And when you pick a guy like this at 18, he's an interior, middle, off-the-ball linebacker. Those are all the words you'll hear talked about. You have this no-nonsense football player for four years at under $15 million in total. He gets a signing bonus of about seven and a half in that range. And his number for 2023 drops all the way down to around 2.5-ish. Like, you know, I still want to see him on the field, but I have no worries about him off the field. I have no worries about his character, how he'll play. You tell me you can get a guy like him that's going to try hard and be a great locker room guy for $2.5 million at a position that we haven't had a ball player at since DeAndre Levy and way before that. I couldn't even name you a guy that made plays. Um, I, I'm excited to see what Jack Campbell can do for two, two and a half million bucks. 
Okay, this is a really this is a really good uh, you know sample size for, for Jack Campbell, right? Because his his salary puts him at like the 80th ranked linebacker right now. Um, so if this guy is the difference maker that the Lions think that he is, um, and when it comes time to have his fifth year option, he's gonna feel like an absolute steal. So linebacker is a position where these guys, you know, if you're a top 10 linebacker right now, you're making $17 million a year. Now, I'm not saying that Jack Cable is going to be a top 10 linebacker. I mean, maybe, you know, I mean, we hope he is, but uh, the Lions certainly think he's going to be. But, dude, these guys are making buco bucks. And in his fifth year, if we're getting him at freaking, like, $4 million a year in his fifth year, actually, I think it's probably closer to six. But, dude, that's a steal. So no, I am very excited to see this this physical specimen uh, on the field. I know he actually officially signed his rookie deal this week, so that's a huge huge check the box. And uh, getting to see him at rookie camp and out in the field, man, the guy can move for how big he is. So I'm excited for this guy, and I'm definitely excited to have him at the value we have him at for the next five. Quick counterpoint before we get our great commercial sponsors in here. We'll come back. We'll talk about all these other rookies, plus maybe some other surprises. And it'll go something like this. But, okay, you said you didn't like those two picks, and those wouldn't have been what you did. I mean, now you love it? My my point is you could take a quarterback. You could take a defensive end, and, like, you can project it out and say – If this guy's incredible, yes, I would rather have a nasty defensive end that gets me 15 sacks for two and a half million than an off-ball linebacker. But the Lions already had ball players there. They they wanted to be more dynamic in the run in the pass game and, and kill defenses. So they got an absolute chess piece. For three and a half mil or less on a on an average of first few years, where they're going to try to win, so you know you can dice it however you want, but it's all projections on what they'll do. And my other counter to all those haters out there is they got two clean, good character players that you don't have to maybe overpay that are going to love it here that are going to maybe stay that aren't going to need the bling or be out in the clubs or what like you don't think we can probably re-sign Jack Campbell at a great value because he absolutely just loves football and nothing else like that's something that you have to consider too when you're talking dollars that makes sense are these guys going to be guys that you can keep around that aren't going to put it to the ultimate dollar that aren't going to maybe uh you know people oh Jack Campbell he doesn't run you know a 4-3 like what he does do is move and run sideline to sideline stay square and actually know where the football is which is more than I can say about any linebacker we've had the past eight six eight however many years um, that can make tackles so I think that's another important piece is who they are as people how you can resign them and just taking them for what they are rather than saying well what if we got a quarterback at, at 12 yeah, that would have been a nice value too. But we're going to talk about another quarterback that we got later and wait till you hear his number. So, Choppy, you got anything else before I go on a more of a rant and before we get our great sponsors in and keep the show rolling? Okri, I'm just going to add to your rant too because, it, look, I'm absolutely tired of hearing people say, well, that's not the guy I wanted or that's not the guy you wanted, so you can't love him now. No, that's ridiculous, right? Like, is it the guy I would have drafted if I was Brad Holmes? No. Um, Am I going to buy in to Brad Holmes and trust that he knows what the hell he's doing way better than me who's sitting behind my laptop looking up stats? Uh, Yes. So 
I'm going to support my team, like you like to say, no matter what they do. But and and again, I the more I get to watch these guys now that they are on my team, I'm digging up everything I can on them. I'm watching their old film tape. I'm watching the interviews. I'm buying into what Brad Holmes is selling and what he's cooking, and I'm loving it. So for all you haters, just back off, okay? Like. I'm excited about this team. I'm excited about Gibbs. I'm excited about Campbell. I cannot wait to see these guys on the field. Is it September yet? Oh, great. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Drink it in, everybody. Drink it in, man. I think you said something about cooking, too, somewhere in that rant. If you smell what The Rock is cooking. <laughs> we smell what Brad Holmes is cooking because Holmes cooking all day every day and and like you said you gotta support our team he this guy knows talent and uh, if he's as fired up as he looked on that video we should be too and especially when we start giving you the dollars on these football players because this is why draft picks are so important this is why you don't give them away you have these players for four years contract controlled at way less money than you pay in the free agent market younger players guys that love ball hand-picked it doesn't get much better. So, Chops, let's get our great sponsors in here. Come back. Um, talk to the people. Maybe uh, get into that next batch of rookies. I don't know. Like Sam Laporta, Brian Branch, H2. Oh, yes, I'm pushing that nickname. I love it for so many reasons that we'll continue to get into. Hendon Hooker and more, everybody. We'll be right back. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, everybody, this goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, it's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Kool-Aid drinkers, 
We're back from the break, and I told you we might do something, a little surprise. We might have a little something for you. We usually shout out the Kool-Aid drinkers right now and give them love and say how much you love the show. Today, <laughs> we are using the Kool-Aid hotline, which you guys know what it is, 989-272-3484, where there's been a guy calling. He said he's got takes. He wants to be on the show. He's going to say this. He's going to say that. He wants to mix it up on the Kool-Aid cast. Well, we're just going to dial him up and see what happens. So this is the one and only young Santa. He's called the show a few times. He got on a few times. A few other times he didn't make the cut. Um, we're literally just going to dial him up and see what he happens. We got Chops on the other line. Chops, you there? Hey, can't wait to talk to the people. Let's see if we can get young Santa answer the phone. <laughs> and uh, let's give him, a little, uh, give him a little opportunity here to make his live podcast debut. Exactly. Let's see if he picks up. Let's give this a try here. Speak, oh great one. Hi, is this uh, young Santa? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Hey, oh, hang on. Hey, I'm going to put you young Santa. Hand. This is at chops in the D and my boy and your boy, Derek <laughs> Oakry calling from the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. How are you today? Great. How are you guys doing? Young Santa. What's up, We're man? We're doing fantastic, man. What's up? Go Lions. <laughs> yep. We got the right guy. Now, now Santa, like you've been calling the show. You say like, we, we don't put you on. You got takes. You leaving these messages. I, I, we're literally live on the show right now. And I said, we're just going to dial them up and see what happens. And we got you. Yes. You got the right guy. This is young Santa. Uh, I, I heard your, uh, show. I don't know if it was the last show or the show before that. I heard, I heard you, uh, you caught my uh, big bugs. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I steal all your gimmicks. I mean, I, I got to. Young Santa, we got to get you right up to the mic. We want to hear what you got to say here. Uh, I know we caught you off guard, but uh, we've been talking about these rookies. And we've been talking about, like you, you said, that, that people don't know what they're talking about. So we thought we'd get you on and you can you can say what you got to say for the people. Can you guys hear me okay? Because I'm, uh, I'm on headphones. Yeah, we Hello? we can hear you now. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm in my house. Dogs running around, squeaking toys, and uh, we're just uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I uh, what can I say that hasn't been said on the show? Uh, I, I I think I I like the draft probably a little more than you guys did. I know you uh, you you guys weren't hip to the first picks, the uh, first round picks at first. And I think you kind of rethought it a little bit. I, I, uh, right off the bat, I knew the, the, you know, inside linebacker running back wasn't going to be the first round value there and all that. But I, the way I looked at it is I took it as a when, right initially when I seen those picks and then you see the second round the next day, I was like, this is a draft for a team that believes they're competing for a championship. That's what I took it as. I was like, these guys are not trying to get the value positions and, and uh, you know, more tight end, uh, defensive ends and cornerbacks and receivers. You know, they'll, yeah, they're, they're, just go, they're just filling basic holes and trying to get the best players at them holes. So I, I, well, I liked it. I was happy with the draft. Uh, I wasn't super happy with the uh, trading up. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't super happy with trading. Would they trade two fives and a four to up for uh, 
Roderick Martin. I, I was kind of a, and probably a lot of that has to do with I didn't know that guy at all. I hadn't even heard of him, so I, you know, I hadn't seen any, I hadn't watched the tape yet on him or anything. So I was kind of like, man, that seems like an awful lot to go up to pick that guy, and it's just a lot of pressure on a, you know, a guy that basically a borderline draftee to trade up that much to go and get him. So I mean, like you said, they know a lot more about him than we do. They, uh, but I just. Oof. I mean, and then they had the uh, the big, the big. Uh, who was the other big defensive tackle that went right after him? And he was projected like a second or third round pick. And uh, you know, so he went right after him. That guy, uh, geez, I can't remember. He was from Houston or uh, Ika Siaki Ika from Baylor. Siaki Ika, yeah, that guy. That was the guy I was kind of at that point. I was kind of thinking about. But uh, I don't know. He might. He's probably not a Dan Campbell guy. He's probably not a knee kneecap biter. You know who knows. You know they, they look they look so much into the the this just the personality of the guy. I think a lot of times they're really going off like they're just their demeanor and you know they get a guy in there that's like like you said they're fiery. They're crying in the interviews. They're like you know all I want to do is just kill people on the field and just destroy and and, and I live for football and all I think about is football twenty four seven. That's the guys they want. They don't want these guys that are like, yeah, I just want to make a good living at it. I have all these other interests off field. I don't really care that, you know, you know, football's, uh, you know, it's, it's fun. It's cool, but I'm not really that into it. They want the guys that are just like, it's either football or I'd be in jail or death, you know, or I'm just, I'm going to die without football. Exactly. That's who they want, I think. Hey, hey, Chops. Yeah. Chops, before I come to you where you can ask uh, the the guy from the North Pole in a Honolulu blue suit a question, uh, <laughs> I, I want to call little Bula Bula because I bet if I came on the pod a week before the draft and I said, hey, uh, Kool-Aid drinkers, um, I think the Lions should take Jameer Gibbs, uh, you know, in the top uh, top 15 and then maybe just sit at 18 and take Jack Campbell. I, I, I don't know that you and many others that have been saying that's exactly what I was hoping for. So I think that might be a little revisionist <laughs> history by you, but I, I digress. Chops, what do you got for him? Oh, I'm just happy to have young Santa on here live and in person, man. This is this is a, such a great opportunity uh, to uh, just talk football, man. And, uh, you know, I think you're right. We, you know, we, we, as Kool-Aid drinkers, we were a little, uh, we weren't sure if the glass was full here when we made those two picks, but now we are drinking it down and, and getting drunk on the blue Kool-Aid, baby. Drink it in. <laughs> See that, Sam? I got the, I got, I got the 40, 42 ounce plastic cup out right now. I'm getting ready to pour a big old glass of Kool-Aid <laughs> and, a, and have a double shot of cornbread. Mrs. Claus has got the cornbread heating up in the oven right now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, like you get a live call Hashtag from the Kool-Aid. <laughs> you get a live call from the Kool-Aid cast. You get sound drops. You have takes. I call you on your Bula Bula. You're drinking Kool-Aid. You got cornbread in the microwave. I mean, this, this oh, couldn't have gone better you're, you're so right. far. Well, you, you are right. There, there's no way that I would have said, I want, you know, a week before the, the draft, there's no way I would have said Gibbs at 12, uh, Campbell at 18. I would have said both those guys in the second round. But here, here's the thing. We don't have, like you you said multiple times, we don't have the information that these guys have. And then after the fact, after the draft, you see all this information come out that uh, one of the um, 
I can't remember who reported it, but they said they talked to a GM. I think it was, uh, God, I can't remember who it was. Somebody on one of the channel, ESPN NFL channels said they talked to a GM. They said there's no way that Jameer Gibbs wasn't going to go in the top 20 picks. So, I mean, you start he- hearing stuff like that after it comes out, then you're like, oh. Then you see uh, uh, you see B. John Robinson goes at eight, and then you're like, right when I seen when B. John, uh, B. John Robinson went eight, I was like, Gibbs is going to go not much further, maybe no more than 10 to 12 picks further, and he's going to be gone. I already thought that. So when, when the Lions did take him at 12, I wasn't – I was kind of surprised, but I was like – because, you know, I didn't know Swift was going to be gone. So I was like, oh, man, you know, you're like that is pretty high. But then you're like, well, B, I, I knew he – to me, he was close second to B. John. So I was like, well, you know, the running back is back, you know. The, val- the value – and the running back at that position, the value is higher for the Lions because you know how that offense and how Goff was when he had Gurley. And it, when they lost Gurley, to me, that was the beginning of the demise of Goff in L.A. When, when, when Gurley started having the knee injuries and he was gone, I was like, that's it. So they're trying to get back to that, having that home run hitting type running back like Gurley. That's the best. They're, they're doing building. That's why I agree with Chopsky on this. Uh, you know, I think they're building everything around golf. I think they're going to end up resigning them to a, you know, probably another two or three year extension beyond the two years because it just seems like they're doing everything to prop him up and make him the best they can. That's what I'm thinking. Hey, hey, young Santa, cu- couple quick things. All aboard! <laughs> couple quick <laughs> things <laughs> before the golf train gets going. The golf train. First of all, I'm you on said it. I'm on it. I wasn't on it at the beginning. I was more. I was more like Oakley in the beginning, but 2021, man, that first half of the year, it was rough. I was like, holy moly, he's terrible. But now I'm like, he's he's kind of like a, a poor man, Joe Montana. I mean, the way he looks out there now with the way this offense is going. So, I mean, what can you, you know, it's hard to deny it. So, so like I was about to say on this, uh, Santa, you, you said in, in the beginning of your long four minute rant there that I, you were, you agree <laughs> with me and I'm right. I'm, I'm usually right yep. on the show. You know, it's, that's kind of what I do here. So, second yep. of all, you, you, you talked about, um, you know, some guy that said, you know, that Gibbs was going to go top 15. His name's Brad Holmes. <laughs> that's who said that to that reporter, just to let you know, because Probably. he absolutely Probably. loved him. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, everything else you said, I agree with you. But I also want to say, well, what's your first name, young Santa? Give us a first name. Uh, I'm also uh, AKA uh, Brian. Okay. Okay. We got, we got Brian because it's hard to call a grown man, young Santa too many times, (laughs) even though I love a funny handle. I got to admit, I always tell people to come up with their own nickname, which Jim Rome doesn't allow, but I think is funny. So uh, I may go to Brian from time to time, but chops, you got any more like JG, you know, propaganda you want to throw out before we let uh, young Santa, AKA Brian go because uh, we got to keep this thing rolling, but uh, it's been fun, man. We could do this all day. Right. Yeah, Okri, we could sit here and go back and forth with young Santa all day. I love the first name, by the way, Brian. But uh, listen, it sounds like we've got the conductor of the hashtag golf train. We got young Santa riding on the back of the caboose, hanging on the golf train, and it's taking off without you, Okri. I hate to say it, the golf train has left the station, and I know you don't hate him, but you ain't on the train. Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow, I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed. We'll, we'll hope he plays good this I year. I don't hate 
I don't hate him. <laughs> I don't hate him. I don't. <laughs> oh my goodness. Young Santa bringing his own drops and just everything in between. Hey, man, like, uh, I know we caught you off guard here, but uh, you had been a loyal listener, dialed us up. I, t- yeah, I told I Chops before he got recording, he said, what if we just call call him and maybe call a couple listeners every once in a while? And so you were our trial run, man, and this has been fun. Yeah, call all your time, guys. Love the show. What, what get us out of here with a strong take or just something big maybe scream into the mic like you like to do well i'm gonna try to uh come up with a nickname for uh broderick martin because i don't want to call him uh could call him big broad <laughs> you got too many big you got the big denim you got big denim i got big butt big bug <laughs> Three, four, five guys on the team with big, big before their nicknames. So we're gonna have to come up with something for Broderick Martin, but it's gonna have to be related to his size because the guy's I mean, he's gigantic. So he's big. Uh, I, I, you, you gotta, you gotta use, you gotta use my uh, for Brad Holmes. You can't be using uh, oak uh, uh, chops uh, that super long when he has with twenty words in it for uh, Brad Holmes. You gotta use the uh, Brad Sherlock Holmes, man. That's that's the classic. Oh man, he 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 uncovered some mysteries again here in this NFL draft. Man, he found some talent. So, well, and, and I do want to point out one narrative that you did on was your last the show before your last one when you pointed out the thing about picking Campbell and Gibbs at lowered value positions with the five year option in the first round. Are, are you really? I mean, you think about that. If that's like a four or five year play in advance. He's playing chess when everybody else is playing checkers. That those guys could be re-upped on cheap five-year deals for the fifth year at undervalued positions. But if those guys turn out to be hits at those positions, are stars at those positions, it's kind of like a, a, a deal, you know? I mean, you're not going to pay $30 million for a defensive end or, you know, $30 million for a receiver for five years of value. You'd be paying $10, 12000000 million or whatever. So it might be, I don't know, man, maybe he is playing chess when everybody else is playing checkers. Exactly. We hope to have hey, those hey, players Ogre, around hey, for a Ogre. long time. I think I think that's definitely some dollars that make sense right there. <laughs> right, no doubt. Right, right, right. Young Santa, A.K. Brian, we got to roll, man. Thank you so much. We'll uh, try to chop this up. Maybe a bonus show. Who knows? You got to keep listening. And uh, who right. knows when we might dial you back up, man. Appreciate you. Yeah. Yep. Nice talking to you guys. Yep. Take Go care. Man. <laughs> Thanks, Santa. Later. Everybody, I had to hit stop after we hung up with Young Santa, a.k.a. Brian, because me and the one and only at Chops in the D had to do a little recap. Uh, That was something else, man. Called this guy out of the blue. He rolled with the punches. He did gimmicks. He had takes. Sometimes were longer than others. He he loved the show. Um, that, That couldn't have been more fun as an impromptu segment. Instead of pumping up the Twitterverse or talking about this Kool-Aid drinkers, we called one live on the show. Who knows what we might do next? Chops, what did you think? Oh, Okri, you could not ask for a better first live call to the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Young Santa, a.k.a. Brian with a Y, uh, 
you know, we'll forgive him for the why, even though he's questionable. Wrong, that's all right. Uh, you know, just fantastic, man. He had his own bits. He had, he, he, you can tell this guy just loves the Kool-Aid cast. He loves the lions. He, you know, talking back, you know, giving us takes on shows from previous recordings. Like this guy was, this was the perfect first call of Kool-Aid drinkers. And let me tell you something. The bar has been set high <laughs> because we want you to call the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. That's 989 272 three four eight four give us some voicemails and who knows we may call you next your phone may be you ringing and you might be live on the pod on the detroit kool-aid cast and and like i always set it up i want a funny nickname for yourself but i we, we need at least a first name that's normal too we we need takes hot takes opinions energy doing our gimmicks saying how great the show is and i don't know what my favorite part was when he made fun of your three sentence long nicknames or when he said i was right multiple times which everybody knows i am on this show i mean it's just a a tremendous call on so many levels so fun to do and uh yeah who knows when we might dial somebody up else uh, somebody else up again i mean good stuff man Yep, I can't wait to do it. This next time it'll be somebody who uh who's who wants to uh, ride the golf train with me and we can kick you out the door. Cornbread. Jerry, you might be next. Hey, um Chops, we got to keep this show rolling, man. We we went a little bit long as we've been known to do in the first segment. We had a fun impromptu tangent there calling one of the loyal diehard Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. We still got so many draft picks and so much dollars that make sense to talk about, man. Let, let me just throw Sam Laporte at you real quick. Tight end, 22 years old, 6'3", 245 pounds. Total value on his rookie deal, about $9.5 million, 3.8 on a signing bonus for a 2023 cap hit of around $1.7 million. This guy can make plays. He can run after the catch. He's got great personality. He's all about the team. You got to love them filling a big hole in the tight end room with a player like this at those types of dollars that makes sense. Yeah, Okri, listen, with his, uh, with his, I think it's, like you said, what is it, $1.7 million this year? He's he's right around the 35th highest paid tight end, um, which, again, is just a ridiculous value. Like, I cannot wait for what this guy is going to ha- do with Ben Genius's offense. Like, you know Ben Johnson, Ben Genius, as you like to call him, is going to have plays designed for this Iowa boy, this Sammy Laporta He's going to have so much great things to do for this kid. And again, so cheap, right? 1.7 million. Like this guy's getting paid around like what some of the other guys in the league, like Juwan Johnson's and Irving Smith's are making, but he's younger, he's healthier, and he's locked up for four years. It's just great, great value. It's it's crazy. Uh, you, you mentioned Ben Genius. I got to give a shout out to this guy. DET on Twitter, Notorious DET. We need that Ben Genius shirt. I might be hitting you up with some more shirt ideas, maybe some Kool-Aid gear. Who knows what might be going down. But, Chops, the, the craziest part, too, is our boy Brad Holmes cooking is 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 dialing up, trading a player like TJ Hawkinson, getting a guy like Sam Laporta, Hawkinson's probably going to get paid $10-plus million here soon. Sammy Laporte 
is making one, two, three million over the next three years. And people will say, but okay, he's a tight end. It takes a while for those guys to be good. It, I don't care. I'm not expecting him to be an all pro everything year one, but he's going to be well worth the 1.7. Then when his number goes up to 2.5, he's going to be a hell of a ball player. When he's making three or four million dollars a year, he's probably going to be a, a top 10 tight end where Hawkinson was making nowhere near the money. So you got to love it. We could talk about him all day. I'm really excited about that football player on a lot of different levels. Um, again, maybe not my first selection at that pick, but really glad to have him. A guy that I would have taken who's 21 years old. He plays safety, but they have him listed as a cornerback. He's going to be in the slot. He's going to be all over the football field. Brian Branch, let's focus on his dollars. Four years, $8 bucks. You guys can do the math. That's about $2 bucks a year. His cap hit in 2023 is around $1.5. He gets about a $3 million signing bonus. My boy, Brian Branch, already out there. I see him in OTAs doing things, wearing the number 32, cerebral football player. Just love everything he brings now, but more excited about what he could be in the future for this team and a leader of this defense. Okri, this the, these next two guys we're going to talk about are probably my my most excited players after our, uh, Lions players after this draft. Uh, you know, his salary puts him at the 70th highest paid safety in the NFL. And that is an absolute steal, absolute steal at $1.5 million a year for the things that this guy is going to do. I mean, you're talking about a potential captain of your secondary for years to come. And you know that safeties get paid when they ball out. So to have this guy for four years on a second round rookie salary is just absolutely insane. And he's so versatile. He, he, like you said, he's he's listed as a corner. He's lifted as a free safety. He's 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 all over the field. I, you know, he's and again, he's got potential to be CJGJ 2.0, only younger and maybe even a little more explosive. And he's getting way less paid. So just a great, great pick and a great value for uh, for a guy that's just I, I. The sky's the limit for him, in my opinion. Hey. uh at Chops and the D, is this becoming the show where you repeat all my takes again? Because a lot of those things sounded similar. I'm just saying. Just saying. You know what I mean? People see that that's on every, That's every show, Okri. Just saying. <laughs> um, yeah, there's not much that needs to be said about Brian Branch. Everyone loves him. I called it out. Um, he's going to be a heck of a football player. I'm not even worried what he does like day one. And the dollars absolutely make sense. But this is the guy I want to talk about, especially with you, the conductor of the hashtag golf train. That's my boy H2O. That's two H's for Hendon Hooker. O for offense. Drink it in. H2O flowing like the offense will be when this cat number 12 is under center or making plays for this football team. Yes, he's 25 years old. Great build for a quarterback, 6'3", 217, long arms, great throwing motion. Signed his rookie deal, four years, a total. Did I mention this guy plays quarterback? We have him for four years at $5.7 million total. Last time I checked, Chops' boy wants $45 million per. Um, this guy got a $1.1 million signing bonus. 
has a cap hit of barely over $1 million this year. Yes, he's got to get healthy. Yeah, he has to learn the offense. He seems dedicated. This is an absolute bargain on so many levels. Even if he's a tremendous backup and, and chops his guy, balls out for the next two to three years, you have a upper echelon backup for one, two, three million on average. I love everything about this, and I love the nickname more and more by the day, H. Two oh, let's go. Okay, you got me on board with the H two O nickname. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep pounding that one too. I'll back you up. I'll support your nicknames even though you don't support mine. But H two O is is a fantastic nickname. So Woo-hoo! let me riddle me this, Batman. You've got a guy who probably would have won the Heisman, probably would have been a top ten pick if he was not hurt. You have this cat at $1 million a year for the next four years. baby! At a quarterback position where if he was a top 10 pick, he would have making $20 million over four years. So the fact that you have this guy at a third round value is insane, okay? And like you said, at the very least... He's going to be one hell of a backup for my boy, JG16, just in case he gets hurt. Um, I know he isn't going to dip like you guys all think he wants to do. All you haters out there, he's not going to dip. But if he gets hurt, I got a great backup at a million dollars a year, a little more as the as the contract progresses. But, dude, these are absolutely pennies to the dollar on what quarterbacks are getting paid nowadays. So even as a guy that has a poster on his ceiling, comes on this show and and continually talks about uh, the guy playing quarterback wearing 16, if you had to, I don't know, I'm just trying to think out, outside of, you know, out loud here. If you had to maybe hashtag this pick with something, maybe put it on Twitter at Chops in the D to get the people excited, um, what might that be? I'm just curious. I mean, there's so many hashtags out there, Ogre. Let me, let me, let me rattle. Hang on, let me grab my. <laughs> got the book here. Uh, you know, oh, oh yeah, here it is. Woo! Hashtag Chubby Likey. How about the other one too, where you like you're right. So like this one, like you you love your quarterback, but we drafted a quarterback, and now you like that quarterback pick as well. So like it might be something where you're like t- patting yourself on the back. What what might that hashtag be? Uh, Oakry, come on. You know, that's my go-to one. Every time that something happens that I predict on the show, it's the hashtag what choppy (laughs) says. Oh, I'm glad. I thought you might deliver it just that way too. So incredible stuff. So, um, yeah, those three picks, I think, you know, it's crazy. Those three picks made everybody feel better about the first two picks. And then these last couple picks made people kind of wonder again but now i see people like putting broderick martin in the hall of fame and Sorsdahl is gonna be a right guard swing tackle great football player antoine green's gonna just take over for hashtag jmo fast while he's out like it got a little crazy with some of those but uh we won't get into all the details but the lines did move up for broderick martin four years about five million in total you know, under uh, under a mil signing bonus makes about a mil per um, kind of over the life of the deal a little bit more as it escalates up. I mean, I'm hearing a lot of 
rumor innuendo about what this guy's going to do and how he's going to play right away. And it's a TBD, if you ask me. That's another one of my gimmicks on the show for guys I don't totally believe in at the time. Sorsdahl, I think, will fit great in the room. Again, four years, four million bucks. Only a $300,000 signing bonus makes about eight hundred to one point five over the life of the deal, probably. And Antoine Green, you take a guy at the top of the seventh round. He makes four years, under $4 million, under a mil per, like 700 per for a guy that's got speed. He can make plays on the outside. So, again, I hate to beat, you know, again and say it over and over, but when Brad Holmes is finding guys that can play in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round that make no money, are team-controlled, good people, good football players, it's absolutely priceless for a football team. Yeah, not much more to say about these three guys, Okri. Look, we've got these three draft picks locked up this year for about $2.4 million for all three of them, okay? It's a freaking drop in the bucket. And we know that Brad Holmes and his staff and Dan Campbell, they know how to get the best out of players. They draft the players that they love and they, they find diamonds in the rough, right? So even if just one of these three guys ends up being like a regular starter for the amount of money that they're not making, it's such a great value. Um, And, and to go back to the previous three guys, right? Like, how does this sound, Okri? I'm going to let you have Sam Laporta, Brian Branch, and Hendon Hooker on this team this year for $4 million. woo <laughs> Sign me up for that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's absolutely insane. And NFL contracts are just insane in general to kind of close up this dollars that makes sense um, segment with our rookies. You know, you're just so used to hearing these astronomical numbers in the sport we shall not speak of or, you know, NBA. It's like, oh, this guy's a bargain at twenty two million dollars per year. And then you get to the NFL and you're getting studs in like the third round that make barely a million dollars over four years. It's not like, oh, they make a million for the first couple and then it bumps up to six or eight. No. Brian Branch, literally, whether he's a stud or not and gets escalators and makes Pro Bowls or or whatever it may be, he's going to go from like 1.5 in his last year before he would have to get paid again. He might make something ridiculous like three or four, you know, with some incentives and things built in. I mean, that's just incredible value. And this is why you hold on to draft picks. This is why you don't just give them away for some washed up veteran that you're going to have to pay times you know 20 of what that contract might be so dollars it makes sense man it starts with the rookies it starts with spending you know smartly in free agency and then it trickles its way down to knowing who and when to cut those big checks for and I think Brad Holmes has been doing it right and I'm still waiting for him to make a big swing here too before it's all said and done yeah, agree. And I will say, too, that um, that may have been, you know, giving up that value, that may have been why people, or at least why I'm struggling a little bit to justify the Broderick Martin, the uh, beefy Broderick draft pick, uh, because we <laughs> gave up three picks to move up to get him. Um, and again, to me, those are three three picks, three potential guys that, that their scouting staff knows that could, you know, potentially be starters. Um, but I trust Brad, and uh, Broderick might become someone. But uh, that I, I I think that is part of the reason why it's a little bit tougher pill to swallow, knowing that we we've moved ca- uh, draft capital to uh, move up to get him. I think that's kind of what me and you kept saying back and forth to each other, not only during the draft, but before we 
um, you know, during our commercial break, whatever, we're just like, we all have our own opinions and you can justify it, say this and that, but we kind of keep circling back to, you know, trust Brad Holmes. Like he hasn't really let us down. You're always going to be able to nitpick something here or there by a general manager, but he continues to find these guys. And, and not only are they good, you know, football players. And a lot of these guys are in their first couple of years. We know they're going to get better. We know they're going to carve out bigger roles, but these are not guys that are bad off the field. These aren't guys that don't love the game or are going to like put this organization in, in a spot. They're going to be dependable and humble and hungry guys. And I think that's just as important as well. The only thing I would counter to your point about, man, maybe we should have held on. And, 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 you know, I didn't like giving up multiple assets for a Roderick Martin type, but you don't find humans that are that big very often. There's also this weird thing to, yeah, you don't give up draft picks, because of the dollars and cents that we're talking about, C-E-N-T-S for uh, cents on, on that one, um, you can only have so many football players. So they're probably looking at their overall roster saying, we can't add like these set, what they get six, seven guys plus three more. You know, you're going to end up cutting those guys. You're going to end up burying them on the practice squad. So sometimes these teams do package up picks to be like, hey, we can't fit these guys anyway, and we just want to go get our guy, and so they do that. Now, I mean, you know that, you know, the more swings and things you have to kind of find these absolute monsters, the better, but I think that was more of the thinking is, yeah, we could get more quantity, but they just wanted a couple of these guys and, and didn't have room for the other draft picks. That's my opinion. Yeah, and the other thing I'll add to that too, Oakry, is they still have $25 million in cap space. So Brad Holmes knows that he only has a certain amount of roster spots that he can fill. Oh, by the way, you know they're going to be, you know, they they knew they were going to go out and get some uh, undrafted free agents from that rookie class. And, and again, they still have buco bucks to spend. So I agree, man. I think that they are still looking, they are still sifting through and getting ready to maybe make a big splash to uh to to use up some of that cap space maybe only on one guy chaps if we got to go off the show here in a moment do you want to like throw it out there is let's get a disclamatory statement a hot take if you will a, a hashtag what choppy said will the detroit lions make that big move in 2023 heading into training camp and do you have a name or two that you want to throw out here on the pod before we close up shop oh man there's there's so many names out there and the the great thing about nfl camp is like you know there's gonna be guys that like don't make the roster right so it's such a good asset and it's such a good option to have that cap space um i mean you know i've kind i've been kind of banging the quinn and williams drum for a while like you like you said he's gonna be super expensive um and i know you don't like to put that kind of that kind of money into a d tackle but um, I'm just, ex- you know, I don't, I don't necessarily have like a list of names right now, but I'm a very excited to know that if there's a guy that is on the blocks, um, and, or on the outs with his team, because he's a cap casualty, uh, we're going to be able to swoop in there and get another guy or two at a premier position, uh, and, and maybe a position of need center, um, that we, that we might have some injury issues on. We're able to, but I'm asking you, is it going to happen? Yes or no? You got to pick one now. What is it? Yes. Yes. The Lions will absolutely sign a premier player between now and the start of the regular season. Mark it. 
<laughs> there it is. You heard it here first, everybody. And no, it's not going to be DeAndre Hopkins. You heard that here first from me. It better not be. Everybody, we talk dollars that make sense. S-E-N-S-E. We gave you the contracts. We talked rookies. We called a loyal Detroit Kool-Aid listener live on the show. We served up all the Kool-Aid we got. Chops, you got anything else before we get out of here? Oh, Creed, there's only one way to end the show when I'm on, and that's with a woo Hashtag choppy likey. Everybody, we'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. H2O! Drink it in, man.